Hey everybody and welcome to episode 75 of Red Wing Rant. Today we're going to be talking Lucas Raymond and hitting those snipes and how good that's going to look on the Detroit Red Wings power play coming up. We've got a couple of guys hitting the trade block and do they make sense for the Red Wings? Uh, what benefit would they actually bring to us? And does it make sense for the Red Wings to hit for that benefit right now? We've got the game one of the Stanley Cup Finals we're just going to take a quick look at. And then the 2014 NHL redraft. A couple of names at the top of that list. Obviously, you know, Dry Seidel, you've got Braden Point and future captain of the Detroit Red Wings, number 71, Dylan Larkin. Is he going up or down? You'll see. You'll, you'll, you'll like this outcome as a Red Wings fan. All right, we've got a quick ad, quick ad coming right up for you, and then we're going to jump right into the show. Are you so, at uh, Kenny Rogers now? Or no, that's your... No, <laughs> no, no, no. It's just my display name. It's still at Ken Stabar, but... Is Rogers no, your middle name? Sorry, I don't even know. No, the, you don't know who Kenny Rogers is? The no. gambler? No. What? Well, I'm, I'm a deer in headlights, buddy. Back. My I'm a deer God. in headlights. Anyways, Kenny Rogers, very infamous country singer. And also just what the O-Dog has deemed my nickname. He just keeps calling me Kenny Rogers or referring to me in the third person as the gambler. So O-Dog. He was roasting me the other day on Overdrive on, uh, on Labor Day because I shot him a text message during the show. No way. I have to say something. Kenny Rogers, I know you can hear this right now. Don't ever text me on my personal phone. He just texted me and said, I'm doing updates, guy. <laughs> I love it. Good man, Kenny. He's no, in there Kenny. working. <laughs> but he was roasting me on air, man. I was at work doing the updates, and he was saying that I got the day off, so I had to defend my honor. Not Another Leafs Podcast. New episodes Mondays on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's the camera. camera well, it's one, actually like episode two. two of the Red Wings rant, so. Camera one, camera two. Is anybody Wayne's World? Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 75. 75, Mike. That's a big number. That's, it's uh, a highway in Michigan. It's 100 minus 25. Oh, we used to be this. Uh, we used to be 75 in Woodward. And yep. uh, what's uh, what's great is being like realizing what a great name that was, because that is. Uh, the Red Wings now have the word on Woodward, which is a shared program for the Tigers and Red Wings chat <clears throat> through, you know, Olympia. So I, it's, that's me saying, oh, yeah, I actually had a good name there. I mean, it's not the same thing, but they're going for the same idea. It's the word on Woodward and because they have two teams. Okay. Anybody. Uh, anybody. It's right anyway. there with the great names in history, like uh, the Seattle Kraken or the Discussion Five. <laughs> um welcome to episode 70 nothing better than throwing man off in the first minute go ahead uh, uh we are uh, red wings rant uh tirades and impassioned pleas about your detroit red wings Woo! now have a home Woo! all right we're here every monday with the hockey podcast network and we are the brothers of discussion <laughs> we're the brothers of discussion um, and, um, yeah, I'm really thrown off track here. Uh, I'm at clink Matt. That is at, uh, Michael underscore clink. Uh, actually our names, my name is Matt. That's Mike. Jesus. Uh, we're at BOD hockey. When I do my interview this Thursday. I pray to God. <laughs> it doesn't go like this. Um, Brothers of Discussion uh, Wrestling Podcast can be found at BOD Podcast. Our website is bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. 
Uh, and then uh, the Hockey Podcast Network can be found at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. And it is the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com to find all of those uh, lovely shows where that uh, network is continuing to expand. Uh, a lot of guys are going live. I haven't uh, dived. Uh, I haven't taken the deep dive into their program yet. So uh, hopefully maybe next week. And then we'll just, it'll be a short show that we get to practice with because hopefully I'm going to not say, if you go to brothers, of discussion wrestling podcast, you can hear me talk about who we're going to interview. Um, but I just don't, I don't want to say it now. And then it doesn't happen. Um, so we've got to do like the follow-up conversation and stuff. So I got to make sure everything still is in place. Uh, but as of right now, everybody, there is a really cool interview coming up next week. Uh, and a hint, I guess would be, I'm listening, uh, to, I had a long drive yesterday, got to listen to the first part of his book, going to finish the rest of the book, uh, later on this week. It is incredible. It's a Detroit Red Wings book. Um, you guys probably can guess, uh, who it is. Cause there's one Detroit Red Wings book that is absolutely incredible and affected, decades uh and will continue to affect decades of nhl hockey uh but super excited just gonna leave it at that um and hopefully everything works out all right mike um what did i miss i think that's it we could start talking right we had uh lucky luke raymond uh coming out with what i called yesterday the lucas ray beam uh one hell of a snipe uh just <laughs> Everything about this, this is, this is game number one for, for Lucas Raymond in uh, the SHL and for Lunda. Um, I just, you know, you and I, I think our official pick dating back to November was Lucas Raymond. I remember we had on uh, Shane Ryan of the Ottawa Senators podcast was on the show and we actually devoted an entire conversation to what happens when the Ottawa Senators and the Detroit Red Wings do not land the number one pick? What do we do? So uh, we, even at that time, I think we were putting down Byfield and Stutzel. So it was like, all right, but who's going to be number four? And we were saying Lucas Raymond at that time and everything about him, like where I want him to line up on the power play. And we've been talking about on this show, on everybody else's show. And it's just been I feel like I've been I've been chatting and and talking everyone's ear off about it. And there's still there's still the Rossi uh folks, there's still the Perfetti folks, and that's fine. I I I tweeted yesterday, I think Eiserman's in this perfect position where you really can't screw this up. Like he's outside of that realm of like uh like two and three. Do you pick Byfield or you go with Stutzel? Like that seems like a harder choice than a pick four. Because I think you're just now you're now you're just in this realm where the talent level is kind of like this, like it, it's it's neck and neck. But what you can get with Lucas Raymond, he showed off yesterday. You put him on that damn power play, and that was goddamn one hell of a snipe. Uh, and it's it uh, the other part of this too, and I'll, I'll let you speak in a sec, Mike. At least uh, yeah. you know I want to get your thoughts, but. Last year, uh, it was 10 points in 33 games. So the knock is, how long is this guy's development going to be? Because we know he has the talent. Uh, so now he's one goal in one game. And he, he looked confident. He looked like he had command on the ice. Uh, it was him just dancing around uh, his defender and making the room. And then 
God, not even needing that much space between uh, him and the goaltender because he just knocked that sucker with the tiniest little space in the top shelf. Um, so, uh, and and uh, another point I wanted to make too, uh, the assist, Jan Mersek, uh, former Detroit Red Wing. Uh, yeah. Nice little, nice, nice uh, little <laughs> nugget there. But um, showing confidence uh, mixed with that high caliber of ability that has, you know, that I mean, that's been a part of his label. Uh, since he became a top draft prospect. Um, so him just showing that in, in this first game that, that he's playing with uh, for Lunda this year, I yeah. hope he doesn't look too good over the next couple of weeks. Because uh, I'm still, like, I, I guess the worst case scenario, we get a guy <laughs> who's projected to be in the top three, drops to number four. But um, I've been high on Luke Raymond. I, I hope what this does is take him from, like, where – the athletic has him going like seven, eight, nine, or 10 and have him come down to four. Cause I I've already had him at my number four for, for the entire year. So this is exciting for me and the rest of hockey Twitter to go, huh, maybe, maybe he's onto something. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Red Wings, uh, upper brass, Matt, they, uh, they really like their two way players and, uh, Luke, Luke, he uh, he likes playing offense. Play he likes playing defense. And Matt, if he wants to win over this uh, Detroit Detroit Red Wing faithful, he's already on his way. Because much like the way we fell in love with Robbie Fabry, because he had two goals in his first game. My God, Lucas Raymond opens up his SHL season with a goal. He's already won us over, Matt. It took one game. We're ready to take him at four. Yep. Um, I, I I think you're right. <laughs> As far as worrying about a slow burn, uh, we got decades before we're going to be relevant. Take your time. We're not going to be good for another 30 to 60 years, man. Uh, so I think he, he fits the plan. Uh, he He's already got one goal in his first game, which is, you know, how we judge uh, talent in this city. Um, I think that's how we did um, – Dimitri Young as a Detroit Tiger when he opened a season with three home runs and the rest of the season, he had three more, yeah. uh, but man, what an opening day. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> have yourself a day, Dimitri Young, have yourself a day, Lucas Raymond. No, I'm not saying he's going to be the Dimitri Young of hockey, but I'm just saying, uh, so far he is, uh, but I still, I can still make the case for somebody getting some sexier points. Give me a, give me a little Marco, uh, out of uh, Ottawa there. I, I I know he's a little boy. I know he's only like five foot three and a half. He's little Angus Young out there, but you know, give me the razzle dazzle. We, we got defensive forwards on this team. Uh, you know, Eiserman traded Jacob De La Rose, right? Because we had enough of these goofballs. Let's get some I, points on this team. Uh, I, Matt, that, that, I, that I or give say, me Jamie Drysdale. I want I'm organizational not. strength or I want some razzle dazzle. I am not labeling him as a strict defensive forward. I want to make that clear to the Red Wings rant faithful. Uh, this guy's going to make a huge difference on the offensive side. That's why I want lucky Luke. Um, I want it in this decade though. It will happen. We're, that's what we're talking about. That's what the argument is. That's what you, you see this, this, this kid carry himself in this first game uh, that he played this season. And it just, it, it, it makes sense. I know. I know. It was That's a good why first it's happy. game. But give me Marco. Give me give me Drysdale. Give me I either want to build an organizational strength. Let's just have an incredible defense with I, the DD man. Or give me Marco with the Razzle Dazzle. That's what I want. I'm gonna say Rossi's fine. I'm gonna say Drysdale's a mistake. 
Um, I, and that's where I say, uh, I actually got into a conversation with, uh, he's, he's on Twitter, he's Jesse. Um, I said that Iserman couldn't make a mistake here. And then he did point out how, you know, how am I going to feel if Drysdale or God forbid Askarov pops up at number four. And yeah, it's not going to be Askarov. It's not going to happen. I would feel pretty terrible. I would be pretty sad. Um, I guess, like I said that, and I have all the confidence in the world that Eisman's going to load us up with one of these, one of these forwards. Um, so Raymond is number one on my list. Uh, I would say Perfetti's number two. Rossi, he's, you know, he can be a manageable third on my prospect list. I'll put him there, Mike, just for you. Um, yeah. But yeah. Drysdale, Sanderson, uh, I've seen the crazy clickbait articles that are coming out of how much Iserman loves Sanderson. And it's like, shut, no, we're not, we're not taking a guy who's like, just, it's this Quinn Hughes, like, no, you got to take the defenseman who's projected to go 10th. Like, it's not a, no, we're not playing that game. All right. Uh, Mike, uh, a little more Red Wing uh, potential news, because we're, we're obviously, when we talk. Well, let me ask Raymond, you a hard question before we move off of this. Yeah. Okay. Let's say, lo and behold, Red Wings draft Lucas at number four. And for some reason, we get a phone call. Hey, what do you think about taking pick number five? Are you taking another one of these forwards to try and, uh, you know, increase the odds that one of them takes off? Or are you going to take one of these defensemen? Are you taking Sanderson or uh, my boy Drysdale? If, if like, would you had, spread the would you spread the wealth positionally, or would you just try to get an extra lottery ticket that one of these forwards pans out if you got a phone well, call for number five? Yeah, the other question would be like, what are the Ottawa Senators going to do? And I think they absolutely could make you know they they make the better argument where they're going to take like Stutzel at three or Byfield at three, and then Drysdale at five. So. I, I think that is very likely that makes a lot of sense. If you have two picks in the, in the, I mean, look, both of those teams, the Detroit Red Wings and the Ottawa senators are so far away from being cup contenders. That's where like, yeah, you pick up Drysdale. I'm going to be disappointed. I don't want to see him <laughs> like the, the projection for this guy is, is middle six. So I, I mean, I, I want to get a guy that that could be a top six, uh, for our forwards. I just, I don't know. I, I, I like, I like the idea of, of going for the high risk, high reward kind of thing. Like I, I want to see the higher reward. I want, I mean, it, I, you couldn't even really label like um, Raymond being higher risk than, than uh, Drysdale. I just, I think at this point you see what you can get out of the power play and how much we've struggled on the power play for years. And where this is, this is like an actual solution to like one of our major problems. Um, and when you look at Drysdale, you're saying, well, we don't have a lot of defensemen. And I just, I, I like to cross off something a little more sure in regards to like, well, now we have a right-handed forward uh, that can go, you know, be slotted right into the power play and make, and make a little bit more. Uh, I, yeah. I, I just, you know, I like, you know, Lucas is, is fine, but I, you know, he'd be, wouldn't he be playing next to um, Larkin? I mean, right now, isn't our number, isn't our number two center, arguably Philpola at 30, 39 million years old. Yeah. And that's where Perfetti, I think makes, makes a great deal of sense. I, I just, um, 
I don't know. I, I guess uh, to to just keep bringing up uh, to bring up Drysdale uh, to me, it, it there's not enough there, and there's too much from people who know who know more than me uh, that say, you know, like this isn't this isn't your game changing defenseman, and I we have we have another you know six rounds of drafting to pick up a guy who's not going to be our our game changing defenseman. Um, yeah. And again, everything I'm saying here is based off of what other people have said, but I, I, and I, you know, that's where, when I say I I love, uh, Lucas Raymond and I love what I just saw yesterday. And we've been, you know, at least on the show, we've been touting him since November. Um, I, I, that's all coming from other people, but what I read from other folks, uh, mainly like prod man from the athletic is just, the skill there's more skill potential out of Lucas Raymond than, than a Jamie Drysdale. Um, and, and even on like the elite, uh, what is it? Elite prospects, I think is what yeah. it's called. Um, I mean, Lucas Raymond is number three on their list and he's also on the cover of their, their magazine for, uh, the draft preview. So, I mean, all that, like there's, there's, there's a lot of good reasons to take Lucas Raymond. And I, th- and I think the more, uh, or the you know we've got two weeks here the closer or two and a half uh the closer we get to this draft i think it's going to look more and more sure that lucas raymond is like a for sure top four prospect like this is going to start to solidify like no it's not a three guy draft this is this is a four guy draft well if that's, that's the case I, you know eiserman's not going to give a damn about, about you know well we need centers so i i had to take a center um uh, we've seen that with cider He's already, he's already set the precedent. I don't give a goddamn who you guys think I should draft. I'm, I'm taking my favorite player. So I think that that helps in your, your argument as well. Uh, even being a, even being a winger instead of a, a center. Yeah. I think there, I mean, there's just so many holes to fill. I just, I, I still like that idea that, you know, the, the forward side and our, our right-handed opportunities just are not, they're not, they're not there now defensively. Yeah. We have a lot of right-handed defensemen. Um, but I, I, I just, I like that. I, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be Alexander Ovechkin, but you're pretty much what we saw was this guy setting up in the Ovechkin side of things for the power play and, and lighten it up and being successful there. So I, I just, yeah, you, you give this guy, you put him on any team. He's immediately got that role of, of a sniper. Uh, and, and again, you can't, you know, you can't teach, that snipe, you know what I mean? Like you could try that and practice it all day, all night. And that, that's just something that he gets to take with him wherever he goes to play hockey. All right. No, I will just say last comment. Yeah. Nobody's taught sniping like that since Mr. Fredrickson and up, but Matt continue. <laughs> Here, uh, snipey, so snipe, snipe. Yeah, this, this is more or less, I don't know if this is just reporting news or just saying that I'm okay with either one of these guys joining the team, but two, uh, recent trade block, uh, I guess I'm going to say additions. So they're being yeah. added to the NHL. <coughs> um, Matt Dumba and Louis Erickson. So Matt Dumba, the positives here. Me, I, I don't care. This is number one for me. Leader of the Black Lives Matter movement in the NHL. Uh, absolutely. I, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of guys that are a part of that. We saw Matt Dumba make uh, the first uh, speech to lead uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, just you saw the NHL ask him to be the ambassador for black people 
bless right. America. I, and I, I want to make sure, like for me, this guy's getting paid six million a year. He's got uh, if if we picked him up, we're we're paying him for three seasons at that six million, according to uh, Cap Friendly. I he's he's a middle six is how I put it on a great team uh, and would be on our first pairing, but this guy uh, career, or you know what? I'm not going to say career. Let me back that statement up. Uh, the last three years uh, he's a positive course four, So he's getting, uh, he's getting more shots on net than, um, than his side has given up. And uh, more important for me, since we are talking in defense minutes is high danger uh, scoring chances uh, for percentage is also in his favor. So it's above 50%. Again, meaning that there are high danger scoring chances going uh, for him and against him. But over the last three seasons, his line and his own uh, production, it's been in his favor while he's on the ice. Uh, and then second one here, Louis Erickson, uh, $6 million for two seasons. So both of these guys are playing the same money game. Uh, career half point per game guy, uh, a lot less in recent history. I think 19 points in the most recent season that he completed. We're not talking upgrading the team actually with, with either one of these guys. These are guys that need to clear. These are teams that need to clear cap. I think Matt Dumba is, is obviously one where you're getting less, um, like if you, if you're, if you're trying to get high draft picks, you go for Louis Erickson. If you're trying to fill out your roster for the next season and maybe have something make sense where you're giving up, um, like you're going to have to give something back to Minnesota to get Matt Dumba. Like that, that, that is something where you're getting a player who's going to play for your team where Louis Erickson is pretty much just a, a cap dump uh, so that Vancouver can start to move on. I, yeah, I'd say uh, of the two, the the likelier is probably Louis Erickson, and that's right. you know a, a more underwhelming acquisition um, because I think Vancouver would do uh, naked cartwheels down the street to get rid of that contract because uh, yep. he hasn't been relevant in about ten years. Um, <laughs> as far as the Red Wings, they are just they're just that kid in uh, like preschool who's just got all the toys and. And they're just trying to hoard all their draft picks. And yeah. I don't think there's anything that they could really give up to get Dumba. Um, the only way I could maybe see them uh, swindling a move uh, to Minnesota is to give like a contract of similar numbers, but less years. So to be like, and it just doesn't help them because they want to do it now, but they, you know, you'd have to give them God. Um, Goodness gracious. Ugh. Yeah, we don't really have anything you could give up for that. Um, ugh. With a, with a bucket of yuck. Um, yeah, we don't have any numbers that would really like, all right, we have another $6 million man, but he's going to be out in a year. Um, they're, they're just, and we're not going to give up draft picks. I don't think the Dumba contract is, is it's good for us. Like, um, we need somebody to play defense or, you know, we need to start really wheeling and dealing on some of these contract guys who are just unrestricted free agents floating around. Um, but I think that one's more a pie in the sky, you know, uh, if they get really desperate and nobody wants to touch them for some reason, that's where the Red Wings can swoop in and do, you know, what do we have? Like, a a fifth round, sixth round pick, something like that. I, I don't think yeah. those first, second, or third rounders are, are worth a Met Dumba. Yeah, I think I think you actually brought up uh, a fantastic point. Not that we want to get rid of like uh, Patrick Nemeth, but 
I mean, that could be an option where you're just trading. You go one for one. I, I don't know why this doesn't happen more. You go one for one on defensemen. We're going to eat the larger cap. We have them for longer. Maybe they don't have a great spot for Nemeth, but um, you you only have to eat that contract for one more year. So that's something where maybe, you know, I, I think I would honestly say that would be an upgrade for the Red Wings, but it's it's where the Minnesota Wild are looking for cap space, and they've made that very apparent in, in their recent trade moves. So in that regard, that, that could still work out if they're, if they're trying to move cap, we could go, you know, maybe we'd have to give up a little bit more, but again, I, I like, I like where your head's at. I think Louis Erickson is the thing that makes more sense for a team like the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, we still have to eat the $6 million of cap, but uh, we should be getting, you know, this is one of those where, um, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs are trading Patrick Marlowe uh, and, and a high draft pick has to go along with it. Now, could be uh, at this point, maybe because of the cap situation, maybe we're not going to get a first rounder, but I wouldn't mind four second round picks going into this year. Or you could say, give us your 2022 first rounder uh, from Vancouver to take uh, Louis Erickson. So it's not going to affect Vancouver right away. Uh, but Mike, we've said it a few times on the show. You got to start hoarding those first round draft picks for 2022 because the super duper star Shane Wright will be uh, eligible for the draft uh, guy who I picked up in NHL 20 uh, for my <laughs> team. And of course led the way to 12 straight Stanley cups with Alexi Lafreniere and Shane Wright on my first line. All right. <laughs> actually, you know what I did? I did a Tampa Bay lightning. I actually had Larkin and left Lafreniere on the first line. Then the second line was Shane Wright with, um, did I? Uh, nobody cares. All right. Uh, we're, up, we're moving right along. All right. Uh, do we have, we actually have some uh, conversation here about uh, actual hockey that's being played. Uh, the Stanley oh, Cup yeah. finals started. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Stanley can... Cup finals. Anybody oh, yeah. remember that? Yeah. We uh, haven't been involved in one of those in a while. So it's just kind of like, eh, just kind of watching from afar, you know? Yeah. Just draft talk week after week after week. Um, yeah, Dallas wins four to one. Kind of a, a surprise to me. Uh, this 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 was them getting outshot, almost getting doubled up on shots. And uh, yeah, uh, I mean, Tampa looked pretty exhausted. Um, yeah. They gave up a goal out of four on one, <laughs> which is pretty pretty humbling, uh, I would say. Um, and then uh, the first the first Dallas goal, they just kind of stopped playing because there was a four check along the boards, and it kind of looked like I don't know if Tampa was waiting for a penalty or. They were just kind of watching and, you know, it, it looked a little drapery, but you know, everybody turned out okay after that. Um, and then there was an empty netter. So it's not like this was a, you know, four to one, just, you know, ass kicking by Dallas. I, I wouldn't say that. It just looked like Tampa was, uh, you know, just kind of tired. Um, but yeah. I, you know, they played pretty strong defense, um, but I, I think a day off, and maybe some Capri Suns for the Tampa Bay Lightning players, and uh, less uh, less giving up goals uh, when it's uh, one player against uh, four blue shirts. I think they'll be fine. I did like uh, the article that came out. It was either the news or the free press, but they were talking about all the Detroit Red Wings connections in this, and uh, the two easiest ones to point to are uh, Jim Nill leading the way for Dallas, and then uh, Steve Eiserman pretty much putting together this Lightning team and all the core yeah. pieces. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty neat. Uh, I, I think I would be pretty happy for Jim Nill because it did look like he was managing a team 
into the ground. And then just all of a sudden they went from their playoff hopefuls kind of, you know, best case middle runners. And then, uh, yeah, now they're in the Stanley cup finals. And then for the lightning, it kind of felt like I want to see Iserman go, I'm not there, but that's my team. And I want a cup. <laughs> like he, he should get to go out to the ice and, and spin that cup around. I think if, uh, if the lightning pull that off. So did you look at, like the, the presentation of the cup just, yeah, like, you know, for game one, they don't usually do that. Usually they yeah. kind of, you know, have it like, um, like a, like a special guest is behind the, the curtain, you know, for like game four and five, you can see them if you, you know, kind of peeking around the curtain, but you know, they actually put, put it out like a WWE championship, you know, just let it be visible. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. I wonder if you're, if you're allowed to just break through the glass and grab it and run away. Like, is that, is that your winner of the Stanley cup? Is that when, when uh, sports writers always have so that 24 seven championship, you just yeah. got to roll up, uh, well, they always <laughs> roll do up Slepsky and Dallas wins. <laughs> they always do that baloney where it's like, well, this team obviously wanted it more. What if you're the team that's like, I'm not playing this hockey game. I'm going to steal the Stanley cup. Cause I want it the most. <laughs> I don't need to play a hockey game. So then they just break <laughs> through the glass and you see, you know, 20 Tampa Bay lightning, you know, <laughs> you got Vasilevsky with his big old pads trying to hold it and stumble up the steps. And <laughs> I, I just like gonna that be, idea. Uh, Dallas is going to be Pee Wee Herman and uh, big adventure. Just getting on the bike. I think I'll try it now. <laughs> and I'll just be pedaling out of the state. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Mike, that would be quite a huge risk to take, but you know what isn't a huge risk, Mike? When you swipe down below to cut close on your nuts, your twig and berries, uh, with the old lawnmower 3.0 from Manscaped. Uh, this is, uh, Mike, this is the, we've been talking about it for months. It used to be, we we're talking about it for weeks, but why does it, why does it get the upgrade to months and hopefully years? Because this thing, Cuts so clean and nice. Love it. Uh, this is when our family members start to fast forward 30 seconds because they don't want to hear me talk about shaving my nuts. But it's my favorite part of the entire show, Mike, because the world needs to know. I put I posted pictures of my brand new patio that's finally what done. What you post pictures of? Oh, your patio. <laughs> I posted Jesus, pictures man. of That's my another freshly... thing family members are going to fast forward I... through. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, not yet. Uh, Look at that bikini cut looks pretty smooth, huh? No more yeah. YouTube videos for Matt. Um, his, <laughs> my account's been shut down um, because I've been posting my results from my lawnmower 3.0 uh, of my patio, and I did it in the, in the heat. <laughs> in the heat, because I was nice and and close shaven, and I I had I could have the air breathing between my legs. It was great. Everything worked out uh, because. I was so clean cut and that, uh, that thing, you can just whip right around down there. It'll be the cleanest, safest shave you have for that area. Uh, Mike, this is the third generation, uh, mower for, for Manscaped, which means that they've had two shots at it. This third time they've perfected it. Uh, you've got 90 minutes of battery and led light to shine on your nuts. That's they call it where the sun don't shine. So you need that light down there to make sure you're not missing any little hairs. That's the last thing you want, Mike. You don't want to get that little tickle, that one little hair that you missed. You're not going to avoid the tickle with the lawnmower 3.0, with the one little hair that's just down there dancing around. Avoid the tickle. 
by going to manscaped.com using promo code THPN. That gets you 20% off in free shipping to avoid that one hair tickle. Manscaped.com. I'm going to save that. That's going, that's moving on. Avoid the tickle. Hashtag avoid the tickle. Manscaped.com. Again, that's promo code THPN. That gets you 20% off and free shipping on the lawnmower 3.0. It's actually an entire package that you get delivered to you. So check that out at manscaped.com. Highly recommend it. Hashtag avoid the tickle. All right. Mike, the 2014. I think I did throw in a song on my, my little pre-made video, um, but I do like that better. The <laughs> 2014 NHL draft. Mike, Steve has another shot at upgrading the Tampa Bay Lightning. I kind of like how this, uh, how this played out. So we'll go over what Steve did real quick because uh, we're still trying to like – this is – we've decided is our second to last NHL redraft because it's just too – there's – there's not enough information on the players that are out there. So all we'd really be doing going forward, like we'd be going over the rookies of the year and whether or not we agree with the, uh, the voting (laughs) for the win. Yeah. A lot of Um, our categories would be gone. One category would still remain. I would like to, uh, uh, post, uh, Matt, that would be the Yuri DePita. We could still find the oldest player in every draft. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, so, so this one, uh, Stevie got uh, Anthony D'Angelo and Braden Point. Woo! Uh, yeah. Braden Point's going to come up a lot in this conversation, but uh, I, I like I like how this timeline works. So Anthony D'Angelo gets traded for another draft pick. That draft pick turns into Liber Hayek, who both of these guys we've mentioned on the show already, and and discussing Steve Eiserman's drafting abilities. Both of those guys not working out so great, but eventually. Liber Hayek becomes a part of the trade that brings over former New York Rangers captain Ryan McDonough uh, to help uh, help out the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's helping out uh, quite a bit now. So I, I kind of like that timeline. Like if this guy doesn't get drafted, then Liber Hayek doesn't get drafted, then doesn't turn into eventually Ryan McDonough, who, uh, you know, was that the... Was that the big trade piece, Liber Hayek? No, but uh, without him, maybe it doesn't happen. Who knows? They needed some defenseman to get slatted in there. When you look up Liber Hayek now, it's all of his stories are forgotten Rangers defensemen. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, what the, the you know the big story here is is Braden Point, almost a point per game player, throwing in the. Uh, uh, let's let's just do it. He's our Datsuk Diamond in the Rough winner. Uh, he's he's the key cog for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we've seen him get. Too many overtime goals this year. 92 points last year, uh, just under, I think, 66, 64 points in 66 games this year. Uh, what I really like is the expected goals for percentage. And you're looking at probably over the last couple seasons, one of the most impressive forwards in Nikita Kucherov production-wise. Uh, so we're not, I'm not sitting here and saying like just strictly like what are we measuring skill here, or like eyeball tests. We're just talking strictly statistics. So those expected goals for numbers should be through the roof. And Braden Point drafted as a third rounder and uh, Kucherov being a second rounder. I mean, he's, he's right behind him in all the statistics. So it's, it's, um, it's very impressive to see. And Braden Point is really making a name for himself. I mean, when you watch these playoffs, uh, it, it's hard, especially with his, his two-way style of playing. Yeah. It's, it's hard to say he's not right now the best player on the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, uh, forward. 
I should say, I think Victor Hedman is easily the best player for the Tampa Bay Lightning right now. <laughs> he, he might um, be up there. Holy yeah. shit. Uh, that guy's really rocking the shit. It's fun watching them celebrate after the game and seeing him tower over, like, you know, a Braden point. Um, hey, everybody. And they brother brother pizza. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, from a forward perspective, I think I should scale, you know, come back on those comments yeah. I was making from a forward perspective. It's very hard to say that Braden point is not the best player on the Tampa Bay lightning who are still four wins away from the Stanley cup, but, uh, a lot closer than our Detroit Red Wings. Anyway, uh, Mike, you want to take over on, uh, scouting department winners? I guess well, this is a good uh, it's really hard to exclude Tampa, who uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure every single team had two shots at drafting this uh, Braden Point, and uh, everybody whiffed. Um, so I'm going to put them up there. And I, I always like teams that, uh, you know, get uh, get a couple of guys, a couple of dudes playing a couple hundred games. Uh, that's kind of our criteria. Are, are they actually contributing at the NHL level? Do you, do you have more than one? Uh, because even, even Tampa this season, you know, they, they weren't, you know, back to back to back to back picks, uh, you know, dominating. It's just that they got arguably one of the best players, you know, way, way at the bottom of the, uh, tiramisu layers. That is the NHL draft. Um, you know, you, you mentioned that trade they made, uh, to eventually get McDonough, but, um, you know, I'm going to put, uh, um, uh, my Nashville Predators in there. Uh, I know Kevin Fiala's maybe not, you know, at the top. The cream rises to the top of uh, everybody's draft board, but he's 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 a contributor. Um, and they they met, they drafted one of my favorite players here uh, for this draft at least uh, because he is our Yuri Depita, oldest fart in the draft, uh, Mr. Victor Arvidsson. Um, you know. Uh, they hit the criteria there, man. The only other team that I would include in this group is probably the Anaheim Ducks. Um, Cause they got Brandon Montour. They got Nicholas Ritchie. Uh, Matt, I'm really excited to see who take him number one in our draft. Um, and then uh, Andre Case. Uh, so they got, they got some depth. They got a couple guys and that's all we're really looking for here. And uh, <laughs> um, Matt, I do see you have some scouting department losers. So again, just friendly reminders that even if these, you know, um, uh, you know, maybe they don't quite pan out that season for the winners, by the way, uh, they panned out eventually somewhere. So Matt, who do you have for our losers this year? Right. When, uh, when, when people are watching this years from now, <laughs> could turn out. Dust is settling in the apocalypse Ottawa. and there's yeah, only Ottawa one podcast it. that made it through on Spotify. So uh, Ottawa Senators are my first loser, uh, scouting department loser for the 2014 draft. Uh, 33 games total played, and this is over four seasons. So it's uh, Andreas Englund. He's had, he's had four different chances to stick on this team, and it hasn't worked out yet. So I, I, on Ottawa. I tried to go like that. He, extra couldn't, st- he couldn't crank the Ottawa right. lineup. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I tried to go that extra step and like trying to get to find who these uh, the, the, loser, the draft losers are. So I couldn't just say they didn't get a ton of games because I'll talk about who else is a draft loser, but there's all, you know, there's, there's a couple of very highly touted goalie prospects on these teams. Um, But I'd say we're pretty safe with Andreas getting four shots to try and crack the roster and failing each time Uh, that this, this truly was a fail for Ottawa. Uh, So nothing's coming out of this 2014 draft for them. Probably something that leads into how shitty they are now. 
so my other losers, and this this comes with this asterisk, the caveat, because they're not getting a ton of games uh, out of this draft yet. But the New York Rangers and Columbus Blue Jackets have nothing except for, and if you're, I mean, if you are a hardcore hockey fan, and I'm assuming if you're listening to a hockey podcast, you are. But uh, so these names will sound familiar, but it's uh, Igor Shesterkin and Elvis Merzlikin. So two goaltender, pro- I'm going to still say prospects uh, that, you know, towards the end of the season, we got to see them get some play time. And then it just turned into this conversation, uh, especially when you see like uh, Philadelphia Flyers have all the success with Carter Hart, uh, that yeah. you just want to make this push. And, and, and that could be a failure is when you see one team have success with something, you just keep pushing it to work for your team. But um, I, I, I at least would put on that asterisk that if these two guys don't work out, which they're very highly touted right now, they have some NHL success already, very little, um, that they aren't draft losers. But these guys don't work out. Uh, or I'm sorry, I said if they don't already. If they do work out, then these teams aren't draft losers. If they don't work out, absolutely, because then they walk away with this draft from, uh, walk away from this draft with nothing. Yeah. Um, um, real quick too, um, really fun name to say in Mertz Lickens. Uh, <laughs> but, um, as far as fun names go, Matt, I, I think we hit most of our categories. We got our yeah. dead soup diamond winner in Braden. Uh, we got our Yuri Depita. uh, by, for the record, Victor Arvidsson, uh, 21, uh, attempting death at every turn here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh he, you know, uh, he, I, I don't just like, I don't just want to put him out there. Uh, you know, uh, we talk about Stanley Cup kind of peeking around the curtain. Uh, arguably so is death every time Victor has a ship. Uh, you know, but he's getting point, uh, 0.6 points a game. Uh, you know, I think so. that's something the Red Wings would like to get out of some of their players. But uh, speaking of the Red Wings, that kind of brings us, before we do our redraft, uh, to the home team here. Um, I, you know, they could have arguably been um in the scouting department winners if only because uh taking a look at you know their first round pick drafted at 15 which is you know last i checked not a top 14 pick uh they got one of the better players in dylan larkin uh they got their assistant captain uh who i have to think at some point is going to actually be uh, a a real captain uh and um yeah i mean looking at looking at some of the like you know arguably the previous like six or seven picks would probably, you know, flop, you know, flip for Larkin. Um, you know, Larkin's probably one of the, he's definitely getting picked in our redraft. Right. Um, probably going top five. Um, maybe. And then the, maybe, and then the rest of the Red Wing picks, uh, Dominic Turgeron. Um, the only, what bumps me out about mentioning him is he was, um our last pick before Braden Point. So you're like, God damn it. Um we also this was the season the Red Wings actually drafted Christopher. Don't don't say a meh in. Um and then Matt, another player named uh Axel Holmstrom. And I'm gonna let you know right now there's two reasons they drafted him. One is his last <laughs> name, the other reason his first name. Uh <laughs> Um, I don't know if they thought they're getting another Tomas Holmstrom and yep. uh, maybe they just like Axel Rose, uh, but not much out of that pick besides a great name right up there with um, Elvis uh, Merzlikens uh, for funnest name to say. And for all the, you know, uh, 
hardcore Red Wings fans, uh, we know that Holmstrom's making his strides. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of agree. I, I don't see this cracking anything. Um, <laughs> don't be Seattle cracking anything. There's, there's no, yeah, there's no main roster <laughs> hopes there. Uh, in my opinion, sorry if I'm wrong. Uh, and everybody can come back and, and throw the maybe we'll inspire them. Uh, I would love to be saying Axel Holmstrom and reading him in my box scores every other day. Come on, Axel Holmstrom. Also, I mean, uh, we're also looking at another career, uh, Grand Rapids Griffin in Turgeon. So that can't, can't hurt there. Can't, doesn't hurt to fill out your Griffin's roster every now and then. All right, Mike, uh, we also have to say goodbye to the Good Boy Award because uh, we based it off two things. You had to be good. <laughs> you had to be a boy. <laughs> uh, okay, three so things. So three things. <laughs> you had to be good. You had to be a boy. And you had to stick with the same team. <laughs> Uh, so with that, everybody's on the same team. So we're not, you're still on your first contract. Essentially yeah. we'd give it to people who would re up, uh, with the home team. So, right. And I, I think they, they've had some opportunities, but everybody's sticking around. So it's, um, yeah, these guys yeah, are too just, young. Yeah. Overall this, this award's done because the further we go into these, the less likely anybody's going to move. And since nobody's moved in this year's draft, uh, Yeah. I mean, you know what we could do is say the opposite is the bad boy, and we'll just pick Alex Tuck because he <laughs> he didn't he didn't leave. He got moved in uh, for the Vegas draft. But uh, yeah, okay, we're done. I, I don't. What am I doing? I'm sitting here doing my least favorite thing in the world when people like respond to shit just to say some baloney so I can go. You do watch hockey? Good for you. Like I, that's my least favorite thing in the world. Okay. Mike, the 2014, I do it all the time, so that's probably why I hate it. The 2014 <laughs> redraft. Uh, Mike, I've got I've got my list ready to go. I, I have 11 guys on it, just in case. Uh, but, yeah, this is getting harder and harder and harder to do. Um, yeah. yeah. This, this was a pretty good draft, too. So it's it's not, uh, you know, it's not like we're looking at, at something that's – it's just going to be impossible to look at the 2019 draft and not just go, like, Oh, we'll just we'll follow along with elite prospects list that everybody has. <laughs> um, but yeah, let, let's uh, let's let's take a look here, Mike. You've got the first pick because uh, let's see, this means out of our last five drafts, you'll have three number one picks. But I guess that's fair. Uh, that's right, baby. Ahead. Just like the Edmonton Oilers, we're always up there. Yeah, that's right. That's why we need to do one more draft so that I can get the last first pick, which. <laughs> Won't That's be. why we need to retire this segment. So the Edmonton Oilers win again. Uh, but this season, it wasn't the Oilers. It was the Panthers. Uh, they took easily the best defenseman in this draft in Aaron uh, Ekblad. Um, he's the Calder winner, uh, you know, of this draft. Uh, I, you know, I, looking at the point share for everybody else um, in this season, it's it's forwards and Ekblad. That's That's all you get, really. And um, keep in mind, point share is is uh, a measurement including the team success. So this is a guy in the top three yeah. with the Florida fucking Panthers. <laughs> so that Quite that does a monumental mean a achievement, a monumental achievement. Right, exactly. Um, I I gotta think that I, I don't know if a, if a, a goal scoring forward. I, I, you know, is really going to be kicking the Panthers up a notch. Uh, obviously, we've seen the defenseman isn't doing much, uh, but I just think like in the realm of like a like a Herculean, uh, Hulk like 
uh, Jonathan Bernier effort where you are just surrounded by diarrhea. Somehow you have come out clean. You have come out shining. You have come out a leader in the National Hockey League. Matt, the Florida Panthers have looked at Dreisaitl. They've looked at Braden Point scoring playoff goals. They've looked at Dylan Larkin. And they've said, you know what? We're not changing a goddamn thing. Pick number one. I'm doing it. The best defenseman oh in this draft by a million miles. Matt, he's he's doing every he's taking the state of Florida on his back. Um not since LeBron James and Dwayne Wade has a state been more proud of a homegrown product here. This is Matt, great. give me Eckblad all day. <laughs> Go ahead. Like for this him. pick. Got him. He's number four on my draft board. Um, <laughs> got number four. Woo. Shit, uh, you know what? Really... I draft like, I draft like Iserman. You know what? We need a defenseman. We're taking the, but I don't give a, da- I don't give a goddamn. How about that? All right. So number two, the Sabres, uh, taking Sam Reinhardt. Uh, I'm going to give them a, an upgrade here. Is that your pick? That's your pick. Touch move. No, no, Touch move. No. Touch move. No. Touch move. Yes. All right. In real life, no. they took Sam, uh, I, <laughs> Here's the easiest thing to do here is to say who's going to win the Hart Trophy this year and then go, well, that guy should probably win. But that's not what I'm going to do. Because if you look at his high danger scoring chances, I like that Dr. Grant approach, Matt. But that's not what I'm going to do. So this, this might, I'm, I might be saying this because he's going to drop, he should drop considerably because I like my two way forwards. I am I'm a huge Pavel Datsuk fan. I've got my little. My what are you doing over broke. there? My bobblehead broke, so all Matt, I've got left. What are you doing? All I've got left is this card, but um, it's pretty sad. I'm pretty sad I lost that bobblehead. But um, I like my two way forwards, Mike. I'm going. I'm going with Braden Point. Number oh, two. You just busted my board. Yes. I really thought that you're going to let him just slide down the cracks like a stinky fart, but so, there he goes. We want to go back to what I was saying earlier about Braden Point, and we're we're. It's not just that he's a point per game player, but he's a guy that is also doing fantastically for uh, the measure. The measuring how many shots are are uh, how how much control he has on the ice, uh, how much possession when Braden Point is on the ice. And yes, he does have a team that focuses offense first. He's just surrounded by talent everywhere he looks. But he's also getting the recognition from the league with some selkie votes. So I, I love my two-way forwards. His analytics prove that he is more efficient on the ice uh, than the rest of uh, – than, than, I'll say than most of the rest of the NHL. So give me my Braden point. He's still learning. He's still growing. Boom. Uh, and at Leon Dreisaitl is an, an amazing player. But right now, if I had to take a look at how these two have – produced uh and you know let's look at playoffs too you look at the playoff production Braden point over leon dreisaitl so give leon his heart trophy i'm taking Braden point number two mike you got number three yes i do Matt. sometimes in a draft a shocking player will just keep on tumbling and this draft oh, is going to be no exception. Oh, shit! God, God. He's not even going to make it to the Oilers. Edmonton Oilers originally took uh, Dreisaitl. And this guy is rocking and rolling. All right? He's he's literally a point-per-game player. Um, yep. 
But tell me, Matt, how many, you know, playoff moments does Drive Cycle have? Go ahead. <laughs> I'll wait. Now, <laughs> you tell me if you, you know, are fed up with this keto diet bullshit and you just want a big old bowl of carbs. You want a big old bowl of pasta. You want a little playoff <laughs> success. You want some regular season goals to go with that pasta. Matt, the Oilers, if they could do it again, they could roll it back. I think they're going to fill their little tummies full of David Pasternak noodles. Woo! Matt, give me the pasta, man. Oh, um, man. He's, uh, I know we like the recency bias, but it's just because every season's getting better and better and better. You go from uh, 16, uh, 2016 up to now, 34 goals, 35 goals, 38 goals, 48 goals. So next season, I can only imagine he's going to have 58 goals. I can't wait to see the pasta man next year. Um, <laughs> Matt, he's, he's carrying these Boston corpses as far as he can. Um, even guys dropping out of the playoffs this year, getting boo-boos. But the pasta man said, nay. We're still going to war. Um, I, I like this guy. I, I, I know Boston loves him. Um, Matt, I, I don't think that there's Dunkin' Donuts anything. loves him. Yeah, they do. Uh, carve it up, baby. Um, I, you know, Dreisaitl, he's going to tumble again. I'm sorry. But comparing, yes, he does it's have so a point funny. per game. But it's when you go to the playoffs, it's just a whole different species there. And that's where I think uh, the anthropomorphic Pot of noodles himself, Mr. Pasta, is going to lead Edmonton out of the doldrums and maybe into a, a couple series uh, victories in Lord Stanley's Cups playoffs. So there we go. Matt, that takes us to number four, where the Calgary Flames uh, initially took uh, Confederate War veteran Samuel Bennett. Uh, who, <laughs> he's been fine, uh, but I think you have a better plan for them. Matt, number four. Well, yeah. All right. We're finally going to take them. Um, so I'm giving it away, but dry, dry drops a pick. I bet oh! when you look at the 2014 draft and you look at the point production this year, you're kind of thinking like how, all right. So he's the number one that should be taken. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, we, we are, we've been brought up on Detroit Red Wings hockey. Uh, we love our two way forwards. Now at this point at number four, like this is where the goal above replacement, like where I, I'm looking at, a guy like Braden Point, who's going to keep goals out of the net and score. Uh, at this point, Dreisaitl scores enough to make it not matter uh, when you look at the rest of the draft. So that's that's where Dreisaitl, against all odds, against probably every other redraft that any other podcast or blog or uh, you know ESPN or Sports Illustrated has done, We've done it, Mike, because we know better. Leon Dreisaitl, number four to the Calgary Flames. Uh, he does drop from three to four, despite the recency bias where he's going to win the heart. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. Um, Mike, you've got number five in the New York Islanders. Woo, this is where so it starts I, to get sticky. Yeah. Well, looking at the top ten of this draft, um, you know, we, we talked about uh, Larkin going 15 and, you know, there's they're, they're some pretty solid uh, scorers uh, and at least one defender um, and Aaron Eckblad, um in that top 15. Um, the Islanders arguably got the the only bust um, <laughs> of the first 15 picks, which is uh, quite a rotten honor for Michael Del Cal. Um, if I butchered his name, well, that's what you get for being a bust. Um, I can't. 
I just like the Islanders got to be looking up and down, like who got picked before, who got picked immediately after. And they got to be like, literally almost anything would be better outside of Hayden Fleury. Yeah. Well, I just like saying his name because it sounds like a Pokemon attack. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the Islanders, you know, right now, they, you know, they had a uh, little playoff success this year, right? But, uh, just, know, a, just a Ted. Just a, just a smidge. We'll call it a, they did marginally better than the Red Wings. But you know what? I think they could take it a step farther if they did draft a current Red Wing. Matt, out of this draft, by God, he is number three, four, five, six, seven in point share. So does that mean there's maybe a player I could take before them? Yeah, okay, maybe. But Matt Dylan Larkin is gonna love New York. Oh my God! Um, you think hockey town's real? Wait till you go to Island Town. Um, on, on a team, just again, you want to talk about you know Jonathan Bernier just coming out squeaky clean and a you know uh, a. a a big bowl of diarrhea. Dylan Larkin, uh, you know, watching all his line mates get injured and, you know, he's maybe Bertuzzi is having a career season this year. Good for him. Uh, but this is, this is an excellent player. This is a two-way player. This is a guy who's um, met maybe one day we'll, you know, get to compare him um, appropriately to our, our beloved Pavel Datsuk, you know, our Lord and savior, um, just because he does play both sides of the ice. Uh, he's eventually going to be a captain. And I, I think in New York, even looking at, you know, this playoff roster, I still think Larkin would be, you know, on that top line. So he, he'd be leading them emotionally. He'd be leading them defensively and he'd be getting some goals met at number five, the Islanders get rid of their bus and take out the busty Dylan Larkin. <laughs> um, okay. So this is where it gets tough. I, th- uh, uh, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I still I see Hayden Flurry on the board. I, I, I also played with letting Dreisaitl drop another pick and taking Larkin. Oh, 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 um, you hold on so, you. So that would have yeah. been fun. Um, yeah, I, 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 see, I see what you're saying with Reinhardt. Um, I, I have my list here, so I guess – like you kind of you kind of look at it and you you make your list and then you you start double checking everything and nothing seems to make sense anymore. Um, but I, I'm I'm gonna stick with it. This this is who is on my list. This this is this is based on the research I did. And right now I'm crunching numbers to see if I did make the right choice. But um, I think I'm gonna go back to some of the struggles that Winnipeg has had. So when we're trying to look at uh, so it's Nikolai Ellers is who I'm taking. At uh, at six. Oh, uh, for the Canucks? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there have been some struggles with this team overall. So some of the numbers actually for the for the hardcore analytics do take a dip. Uh, but I still I still like the production. And if if you want to go backwards in time and take, you know, let's give some, I guess, credence to plus minus, even though his high danger scoring chances for are actually below 50%. Uh, so he's giving up more high danger scoring chances than he's getting. So, uh, you know, for all the reasons we let Leon Dreisaitl drop, I'm, I'm, I'm not counting that against uh, Nikolai Ellers, but I, I, I'm, I am going to say at least from the perspective of um, if, if I let affect me where Winnipeg was and where they are now and and what that means from a defensive aspect like uh giving up all those chances isn't necessarily eller's fault he's on the ice 
but this team just was complete. I mean, Connor Hellebuck is going to win the Vesna because this defense is so bad and he like prevailed. So for Eller's numbers to be lower in regards to these analytics, possession numbers and shots given up. And I, I want to measure a two way forward and give, you know, give that the sort of the leg up. I, I'm going to say that's the reason why these analytics aren't where they're at. And he still has like a, a plus minus in the positive, which is a plus 34 over his career. More importantly, he's, he's almost a, a two thirds point per game guy. So he's over that, that half point. Uh, threshold and uh yeah Nikolai Ellers he's he's gonna what is this number six yeah he's yeah. gonna go number six so that's I, I feel like it needed more explanation because it's probably not the right pick <laughs> <laughs> um well Matt I think back-to-back picks here I'm uh, helping out teams who the they you know got the only busts uh Islanders with Michael uh Del Cole and then uh, the Hurricanes with Hayden Flurry! um <laughs> And usually what I would like to do is a little positional consistency, but I, I just couldn't talk myself into Montour and I, from uh, drafted by Anaheim. Um, and outside of that, there's nobody really up there yet. Who's, you know, kind of been head and shoulders um, above the rest defensively. So I, I didn't want to just marginally better than lateral movement. Um, and as we start to get to the end of this, uh, this segment here, uh, I just want to make sure he does get drafted. Um, so at number seven, it's going to be the old man of the sea, uh, ah. Mr. Victor Arvidsson. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, I, when he was, all right. So in his 16th season, 16, 17, that's when he's getting all-star votes, Bing votes, Selkie votes, all the awards that, you know, we, you know, really conjure up a, a wet noodle over here for uh, Red Wing fans. Um, and that's when he played, you know, 80 games. Um, you know, he got 61 points. Uh, the next season he had um, 78 games played, 61 points. Um, so, he, you, know, uh, you know, a little bit better per game, slightly better, like decimal place better. <laughs> um, and then in 2018-19, he got some boo-boos. Um, but it was still kind of right at that average of um, you know, like 0.63 points a game. And uh, definitely starting to learn more about that statistic as we watch more Red Wing games, uh, or I do uh, personally, um, and seeing how valuable it is just to please put something on the board once in a while. <laughs> um, so it would just be a, a valuable um, uh, you know, addition to any team. And I don't think that getting a, a, a marginally better defenseman than Hayden Fleury is really going to, you know, g- you know, get them um, higher in the in the hockey elite. So I'm, I'm going to give him the old man of the sea at, at age 21 here. Um, Victor, who is, you know, just a couple boo-boos away from maybe getting up, you know, almost to, you know, 0.75 points a game, which pretty pretty good plateau in my opinion. So, Matt, there we go. Hayden Fleury still on the board for you at number eight. <laughs> all right so the game the game i get to play right now i i think uh, i can either go so this I, I do it all the time i could just go with um i can go with my my draft board or i can change it up for some reason because right when i get to my pick i start second guessing my own ability to do this um and so far I'm not seeing enough uh, for me to keep going with how I set up my draft board. Um, so 
I'm going to do the last three seasons here again. And uh, we're looking at uh, William Nylander and he's going to go. So he, he's another guy that despite a team who you would make the argument, like their, their, their problem isn't offense. It's, it's defense, but he still has uh, those positive numbers in regards to uh, chances given up and, you know, like what, what his team's able to do compared to what his opponent's able to do. And with the same kind of holes that we were just talking about with Nikolai Ellers and not quite as deep a hole as the Winnipeg Jets are in that the Toronto Maple Leafs have, but uh, you know, they're, they're able to design this team to just keep shooting the puck and then take advantage that way. But he's been able to find a spot on this team and, and maybe uh, how many consecutive seasons he had 60 points, uh, which is pretty impressive considering this was before um before, before the Maple Leafs really became like, this for sure should be a Stanley Cup contender, uh, you know, once Tavares comes in. So he's, he's still racking up 61 points in 81 games in 16, 17. Uh, so I, I'm going to say Nylander's taking the number eight spot for that reason. He's got those positive possession numbers. He gives up less high danger scoring chances the last three seasons than uh, he's getting. So all those adding up together for me makes him my, my number eight pick. And he sticks with the Leafs. I didn't even, I didn't even say that it was a Maple Leafs pick. Um, so yeah, I think Mike, I think you might have a really easy number nine though. You do? I I would say the uh, who I left on the board is is easily number nine. Uh, I well, I I don't know. It's kind of. Like I drive a Chevy Cruze, right? And it's pretty reliable. Um, it's got a pretty good, you know, sound, like the, the Bluetooth connection is pretty strong. I think the speakers are pretty good, but, you know, it gets like 500 uh, miles on the tank um, in the summer. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of consistent. Do I hate the car? No. You know, it runs, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty quiet. It's pretty, pretty cost efficient. Um, you know, and and I, if there was ever a player who was the Chevy Cruz of the National Hockey League, it's Sam Reinhart. Was that the player you were alluding to? Yeah. Thank God. All right. Because I was really trying to pull some, my own teeth out, trying to decide if I should take a marginal defenseman here. But, um, you know, he's, uh, he's not... He's not taking a match to the to the world and lighting it on fire, but you know, he's got he's got that that little that cute little number there. Here, watch. Let me do this for you. All right, let me see here. So this is me like at the gas station doing the math. All right, well, let's see. I got about two hundred fifty-five points and like four hundred games played, and that's like point six three seven five. So that's okay. it's pretty good. Um, you know, he's got about fifty. He he's. Like the Chevy Cruz, he's just he's there every season. Even from even from the get go, like he he didn't quite play like they gave him that first you know toe in the water experience, and then 70, 79 games, seventy nine, eighty two, eighty two, and then uh, one of our favorite numbers uh, this uh, shortened season because of COVID. He did play sixty nine games, so um, excellent choice by him because it made me giggle to see that number again in the in the stats, but. We're really, we're really, uh, you know, he just, I think he was picked a little high uh, for Buffalo originally, but I think for the number nine pick for the Jets, I, you know, I think, 
I think, you know, taking a Chevy Cruze is, you know, it's, you know, it's a smart move, you know, while you're, maybe you can reallocate funds in other places, you know, like I'm buying a house. So thanks to that Chevy Cruze, you know, it's monthly um, obligation. It makes other things more affordable. So there you go. You get Sam Reinhart and now you can go out for brunch every weekend. So there you go. Matt, that takes us to pick number 10. And God, God bless you. I don't know what you're going to do with that pick. Um, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the guy that we were talking about uh, before we even started, but this is. Uh... Robbie Fabry, baby. Ah. Ooh. Ooh. Make well, a deal devil. <laughs> Take two Detroit Red Wings. Woo. And this, uh. <laughs> We'd really have to start saying that the Red Wings are making strides. Uh, with the, we, we should have stuck Perlini, around. Perlini's still out there, man. Ooh. Ooh. That's true. Um, all right. I did have a guy in mind, but now that you said, <laughs> let me let me do one quick thing here. Because I, I was just going to. Come on, man. You know take you want to do it. He's shark. the 2.95 million man himself. Woo! All right. Let's, let's do this game. I've got three guys in mind. It's Kevin LeBlanc, 33 points in 70 games. Alex Tuck, who was more successful a couple years ago, um, and he had 17 points in 42 games. And then we've got Robbie Fabry, who had 31 points in 52 games. Mike, goddamn it all to hell. I'm going to take Robbie goddamn Fabry. Um, Since he's got the best point per game out of those three guys, and all three of them are listed as like, bottom six uh, you know what man we went from the reliable chevy cruise to a dodge challenger with an engine that's just three <laughs> hamsters on a treadmill yeah i mean there there's so there's so much in this draft there's a nick schmaltz uh that you could have taken um I, I don't know if you want to go with games played and pick up a brandon montour and get a serviceable defenseman that's gonna fill out i know i thought about it but um yeah, I think I think I nailed it. Robbie Fabry for the win. Yeah. Dodge Challenger uh, operated by hamsters on a treadmill. I like it. Hell yeah. All right, Mike. That's it. We we got through another draft. We've got one more to go, and it's the Connor McDavid draft, and I get the first pick next week. So this, uh, These last four picks, Matt, they are uh, really doing their best to turn us into Drew Miller with the gray hair, let me tell you. Woo-wee. <laughs> Yeah, that was rough. That was a lot of last-second number crunching. It kind of makes me wonder why I even put a draft board together, uh, because uh, Robbie Fabry did not make my draft board. But uh, yeah, just the, the last second, who had the best 2019-20 season? You know, that's, there that's was more women in Holland than the Secretariat movie. Right. Could be, yeah, it could be quite the deal. There's a lot of horsey sounds in that movie if you haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> All that heaven and Holland. All right, everybody, thank you for uh, for watching episode 75 of Red Wings Rant uh, slash another name. We'll just we'll slowly phase it out. Uh, from the Brothers of Discussion and the Hockey Podcast Network, uh, check out Manscaped. It's uh, manscaped.com, and the promo code is THPN if you want to get 20% off and free shipping on the Lawnmower 3.0 package. And uh, we are at BOD Hockey uh, on Twitter, brothers underscore of underscore discussion on Instagram, and uh, our YouTube page is the Brothers of Discussion. If you could head over there and subscribe. Also, same thing with uh, the Hockey Podcast Network and our uh, show on Apple Podcasts, which you can just find as Red Wings Rant. Uh, check all those out, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Toodaloo.